Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Equipped to Be. Have you all ever encountered a mother who basically was very convinced that she was doing it all right as a mom, as a wife, as a maybe even a homeschooler, that she had all the answers and that if you just ascribe to whatever she's teaching or telling you to do, <laughs> that you too could have the perfect family or these wonderful dynamic relationships. Or maybe that her way was really the only way and any other way was less than. Have you ever encountered a mom like that? Maybe one of your friends? You know what? It could be even somebody whose children are already raised, like me. You know, my kids are, are raised, and I've certainly learned a lot through my homeschooling and through my mothering. My oldest is now uh, 34. It's hard to believe. Uh, we have five children, for those of you that don't know. My youngest is in his 20s. You know, here's what I'm going to tell you. I ate more humble pie the longer I mothered my children and parented my kids than I did when I was first starting off. But I did encounter a woman who has really struck me as interesting. I'm not going to name her name, obviously, but I remember doing an event. And, and honestly, this, this woman, now we're, both of us have older age kids. Both of us are done parenting. So we have a very, we have a perspective of one of that's experienced. We're not going through it. We've already walked through it. But what I found interesting is that even now, even now, there are still some moms, women, who will tell me their way was the only right way and any other way was inferior to the way that they are telling younger moms to raise their kids. I don't know about you. I know a lot of people, if they speak with authority, I know how to do it. If they speak with boldness, obviously, if they speak with confidence, or you don't really know the story of what happened in some of those years where things weren't going so well, and those little ducklings weren't walking in a straight line and doing exactly as they were told when they were told to do it and how they were told to do it. You don't always know that, but I was kind of flabbergasted when I was told that basically this woman had all the answers and her answers were right and they were from the Lord. And you know what was interesting? I have to share this. What was interesting is I didn't do it her way. Amazing. Imagine that. It made me start thinking of you. I know the pressure. I get, oh my goodness, I get so many emails and messages and people that I'll meet when I'm 
traveling, people that I'll meet in my community that will just want to talk to me, struggles that they're having with some of their kids. They've read some books and and that's what they think it's supposed to be. If I just do A, B, C, then everything will be just right until it isn't, until one of your children decides they're not going to do A, B, C, D. And that's going to be the focus of our podcast. I think there's a real danger. Our culture is messed up. And I think you all know that. But I think there's a serious danger of who we're allowing to speak into our lives. You know, God tells us to be discerning. I spoke last week on A Wise Woman Considers. Remember that? If you didn't, that was a podcast when I talked about a wise woman considers. And that was in relationship to like the decisions that you make. But now I want to talk to you about who you let speak into your life. Who do you allow to give you instructions on how to raise your kids? How to love your husband? I have learned more in the last, what, 34 years that I have been a mom about humility, and about how there isn't one right way to parent your child. There's many ways. I have that literally, I have seen so many families fall apart at the hand of unbending rules. At a parent who is determined that their way is the right way, and if a particular child doesn't want to ascribe to that conflict, disobedience, rebellion, all manner of chaos breaks out, could be with all of the kids. But it got me thinking as this particular mom was telling me with a straight face, mind you, that that was the only way to parent your kids. And it made me step back and go, that's just not true. Because I am older Probably, you know, my kids are all grown. So like I said, I'm not in the trenches anymore. I've, I've seen, heard, and listened to just about all of it. But I had the confidence to be able to look straight in this mama's eyes and say, you're wrong. I didn't say it quite like that. But I did invite her to consider that there are other ways to which she let me know, no, there is not. And I bet that happens to you. You're trying to raise your children. You're trying to do what is right. You're trying to keep the heart of your child. You're trying to juggle the craziness of 2020, the cultural change, the pressure that you're under to keep your children pure, to keep your children walking upright, to raise and instill godly character in your children, to teach them and train them in the way they should go. You're trying hard and and you meet resistance and you start to wonder, okay, there's got to be another way. Let me look at this person. How did they do? Now, I, I can't really say how this person's children do because the reality is, thanks to social media, and by the way, if you think social media is accurate, which I don't think any of you are because you are a very smart audience, you would be deceived. People can pretty much say whatever they want, and tell you whatever story that they want. And as you'll notice on the cover of Parenting Beyond the Rules, 
I have the paint brushes with the paint swaths. And I often talk about painting pictures of possibilities. That's become quite a popular phrase. It can be taken out of context as well. Because see, we can paint a picture of what we want without realizing what we have. I know all of you want to raise wonderful children. I know you want to keep their heart. I know that. But, but how do you actually do this? Well, the first thing is, be careful who you listen to. Because who you listen to can really impact the decisions that you make. And I'm going to tell you right now, I hope you're listening to me right now. Just listen up. <laughs> who you listen to can cause you to draw closer to your child or it can cause you to have frustration because what somebody else did or does doesn't work with you, but you are insistent that what they're telling you is the right way, the only way, and the best way. And you just keep trying and trying and trying. But you know that phrase is, stupid is, what stupid is. It's kind of like beating your head against the wall, trying the same thing over and over and over, hoping you'll get a different result. You're not going to get a different result because you're not parenting somebody else's children. You have yours. Well, how do you raise them? Well, God's the architect. Now, my father-in-law, I write this in Parenting Beyond the Rules. My, ar- my father-in-law is an architect. We've had lots of conversation about how an architect sets out building something. The blueprints come after they've studied the soil. It comes after they have done their research. They've consulted with their clients. They've considered all the aspects, the building supplies, the purpose of the building they're getting ready to construct. The blueprints, they don't start with those. There's a lot of prep work that goes into creating the blueprint. And I want you to remember this. God is the architect of your children. He knows the plans that he has for your child. He knows because he formed, shaped, and modeled, and hardwired your children while they're in your womb. He fashioned them fearfully and wonderfully, and they're not designed after anybody. He's got a purpose for them. And like my father-in-law has often told me, the blueprints are the are the result to be able to take something to the next step, which is construction. Hence, enter mom and dad. God has formed them and fashioned them. He knows the plans that he has. He knows exactly why and what he, he knows why he's creating that child. Why this child at this time in history? He knows why. And then He's constructed them with this hard wiring. And guess what? Then he says, hey, you, like you, like mom, you, dad, you're going to help shape, form, and build this child into the person I want him to be or her. I'm 
tasking you with shaping and molding and forming one brick at a time, one block, one, let's think of Lego construction, shall we? One Lego brick at a time. God wants you to study what? His word. He wants you to seek wisdom and discernment. And that does mean you consult with older women. It does mean that you ask. Because in, in Titus, God's word says the older women are to teach the younger women. What? What are we supposed to teach? We're supposed to teach them how to love their husbands and, and their children. And I always wrestled with that because I never felt like I was really an older woman. I still don't feel like I'm an older woman. However, I do have older kids. Therefore, I guess I'm an older woman. I've raised five kids and three are married. But, you know, God's tasked you with that. And as I have been mulling over this week's podcast and a wise woman considers, I also have to just tell you and really warn you, there's a lot of fantastic speakers and writers and bloggers and, and book authors that have wonderful stories and even some sage advice of maybe what they're doing or maybe what God is teaching them. But I'll tell you this, you learn more as you go along. Like when you set out in your parenting journey, you have these ideas, which I talk about in Parenting Beyond the Rules. You have these ideals of what your family is going to look like in five years. So if you have a baby, what's my child going to be like in five years? They'll be starting kindergarten. And then in five years from that, well, at 10 years old, you're, you're staring middle school right in the face. And then five years from that, you're looking at a high schooler. Can you believe it? A high schooler. And then in five years, you'll have a 20-year-old. At every point along the way, you got to be mindful of what you're building, what you're constructing. Are you adhering to the blueprints? Are you consulting the architect who knows what his plan and purpose is for that child? I was a contact mom for a ministry for many years when I was a young mom. And boy, I tell you, I, I thought I had the answers. I had read all the books. I had a couple of really great children who, who actually made me think I was a pretty good mom. Why? Well, they were compliant and they did follow whatever, you know, because they were compliant and they were courteous and they were kind and they were well-adjusted, and they pretty much, you know, they got their chores done and their schoolwork done, and I just thought, wow, I've, I've got this down. I think maybe I should be an authority on this until, <laughs> until I had child five. Now, some people, their fifth child, or like some of you, depending on how many kids you have, if you have a child who's very compliant or adaptable or or your temperaments just really get along well. You get each other. Just kind of click. They like you. You like them. There's really no sass going on. There's no attitudes. But if you have more than one child, not all of them are going to be like that. So if you are wondering, uh, you're, they're not cookie cutter, right? They're, you're not creating a factory assembled product. You're raising a human being. 
with unique gifts, strengths, and talents. So it wasn't long after child number five came into the picture that I actually ended up stepping out of all my mentoring, leadership, women's ministry, speaking. I stepped out of everything because I felt completely unqualified. Everything I thought I knew had now been put to the test with a different human being, and it wasn't working. Was my child the problem? No. It was, my, it was me thinking that I had somehow figured out the code, which I think is fitting why God asked me to write Parenting Beyond the Rules, because I was great with rules. I love limits. Boundaries, of course, everybody needs all of those, right? Yes, they do. However, I've just seen a lot of families fall apart because they were unbending in their rules, limits, and boundaries, or they didn't have any at all. Or they had a few children who were, who were model kids. And I'll tell you as a mom, there is nothing like more rewarding than having your kids succeed or excel in the things that they're trying to do. Or you ask them something in front of somebody and they actually say, for us, it was always yes, ma'am. There is something sweet because there's not very many people giving you a pat on the back telling you, oh, what a great job you did. Most of the time, what you're doing in a quiet place of raising children is unnoticed. It's not seen. Which is why I believe so many of us post these wonderful pictures on Facebook or Instagram or we do the TikTok videos, whatever it is that you do. I've come to believe that largely that's because we want to show the world, hey, I, I think I'm doing something right, or my kid's pretty amazing. I don't think it's like narcissistic of, hey, look, I'm perfect, do as I do. I don't, I don't believe that's what most people do. It's that we want to show the highlight reels because to be honest with you, the highlight reels aren't all the time in every moment. So when they do happen, we kind of want to shout it to the world. Look, something has gone right today. But I keep coming back to that mom who basically told me, here I am, an author, having raised a lot of children and telling me her way was the only way. And I thought, I want to encourage each of you be very careful who you listen to and who you follow instructions and advice from. I will tell you, I did step out of all anything that involved giving advice or mentoring. I stepped out of because all of a sudden I realized, whoa, I knew what I knew that worked with what I had, but there was way more that I didn't know. And I felt the weightiness and the fact that one day I will stand before the Lord and I will give an account of how I led, how I instructed, how, what counsel that I gave. And I knew for me, I needed to, what I used to tell people back in the day was I just kind of went home and closed the shutters. I had some work to do. I had some work to do on me. I had some work to do with my children. 
and in the hearts of my children. And I needed to do it away from the eyes of others. I needed to do it without looking at how my best friend was doing or not. Or what I would see in the grocery store or on a soccer field. Or what highlight reels was I allowing myself to dwell on and then secretly in my heart comparing. Parenting is a very humbling job. Giving advice and mentoring is a very serious calling. It's a very, it's a very difficult job because of the accountability that goes with it. But I want you to know, whether you're homeschooling your kids or parenting, there isn't a one-way-fits-all. A one way, a one size fits all. How you parent one child will be different than how you parent another child. Because one child may be chatty and tell you everything that's going on in their life, and the other one will actually be very withdrawn. And it will be wise for you to pull back and seek the architect. He knows the plan he has for your kids. And just like my father-in-law would tell me, you have to study the soil. You have to understand what the client wants. In your case, what is God asking you to do? What is the human, the little boy or girl, the child that he's given you, what is he preparing them for? That makes the blueprints make more sense. It also makes following them a lot easier when you're looking at the plan that he has versus what your friend's doing or, you know, what you hear. Uh, There's a lot of great, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's, I'm not saying um, you shouldn't listen to podcasts because I'm so thankful that you listen to Equipped to Be. I'm not saying that you shouldn't read blogs or read other books or listen to other podcasts or YouTubes. I'm not saying any of that. I am going to admonish you to be wise and discerning. Be careful. When you hear something, step back, ask yourself, is what I'm hearing been time-tested and proven? Is what I'm hearing what God wants me to hear? Is what I'm hearing fit the values, the calling that God has for our family? When you put it through that filtration system, there's a lot of freedom. There's also confidence that you gain, which is why the second half of my book is Raising Teens with Confidence and Joy. You can have confidence and joy, even in the midst of conflict and uncertainty, because you know where your strength, you know who's giving you the lead. You're not following just the advice of whatever today's trends of parenting are, or you're not following today's trends on mindset. I can just think of so many. I won't even list them all. But you know what I mean. It happens to you. Recently, my grandfather passed away. And if you followed me on Facebook, which is Connie Albers.author, or on Instagram, 
at Connie Albers. You can also find me on Twitter. It's Connie L. Albers. But if you followed me on my social media, then you'll know this has been a very difficult journey for me. My granddad is 15 years younger than my grandmother, so he was more like a father than a grandfather. And as I have scrolled through the photos trying to prepare for the slideshow, I just kept thinking about the quickness with which 87 years passed. I thought about the stories from photos that I saw. What was the story behind it? What decision did he make to get to the point where he was in that photo? How did those decisions impact where they are, where he is? How did it impact his kids, his grandkids, his great-grandkids? Now, he wasn't one that thought about legacy, and he just, he's a great guy, but he didn't, he didn't live his life like that. And I always have been. If you've listened to me at all, you know I talk about paying attention and intentionality And I kept thinking about how did he live his dash? I wrote a post about that. You know, people are like, what are you talking about? Well, the dash of life. It's that time between when you are born and when you pass away. And I always urge everybody I speak to on everything that I do is about paying attention and being intentional. See, we're writing a story, and as an author, I'm very well, I'm well versed in the whole chapter. Every chapter has, has significance and meaning and instruction, and others are going to read it. God's Word says we are an epistle known and read of all men. You are an epistle. Your life is a story. You will look back on these years of parenting your children, and there will be stories <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now, you're going to hear things you never knew happened. I'm just preparing you. They'll come out around the Thanksgiving table when they know they can't be grounded and the keys can't be taken away from them. You'll hear about some of their antics. Sometimes you'll be a little mortified. Sometimes you'll just laugh thinking, (laughs) and here I thought my children were about perfect or close to it. But as you're listening, I want you to think about your dash today, specifically today. You're busy. You're trying to get school done. You're trying to keep up with the laundry. You're trying to deal with hurting hearts and heartbreak. You're trying to be the cheerleader that encourages them to be bold and brave and strong and confident. <laughs> you're the mom who, who's trying to keep a home running smoothly while still maintaining the other areas of your life that you're focused on as well. As I have contemplated my granddad's passing and the impact that he has had on my life, it's made me even more serious about how I'm living my dash. And you'll probably hear it in the podcast. It's kind of like, why should I waste your time giving you a bunch of nothing? My days are numbered, as are yours. My days with my kids were numbered as our years. And as we kind of wrap up this segment, I want to share with you a conversation I had with my daughter. You hear about her all the time. I I couldn't be more proud of really all of my kids, but 
we went to lunch. Now, she's total opposite from me, you guys. If you read about her, it, she's all throughout my book. She is a polar opposite of me. I am feeling. I will cry. I will share. I will talk. I want to know about your day. I want to get in your life. <laughs> she needs space. She needs space. She needs quiet. She doesn't like to talk about her problems. She doesn't like to cry. And here she has me for a mother. Isn't God have a, God just has a sense of humor, you guys. But I remember we were sitting at the table. We had hadn't had lunch in a long time, but we finally had lunch together. And three-fourths of the lunch, I just sat there crying. It was really soon after Grandpa had passed away. And so I had so much raw emotion. And she just sat there and looked at me. And she just listened intently. And she re-reminded me of our family. Here, my daughter is not a little girl anymore. She's completely different from me in, in every possible way, except we share our love for the Lord and a bloodline. But she sat there reminding me of the family that we built, the closeness of our relationships, the comfort and security that they have knowing that we're there for them. And I couldn't help put all of that together for right now, for this podcast, to remind you that you're living a, your life is a story. And the things that you do with your kids, they matter. <laughs> they matter so much. They matter so much that one day they're going to scroll through pictures and they're going to be telling stories about your life. Are you living in a way that your kids can see the evidence of what mattered to you. I promise you, they are watching. They are listening. They're storing it away. And one day, when they're parenting their kids, your grandkids, you will hear phrases that you once taught them that they're teaching to your grandkids. Because see, what you're doing matters. God is the architect. He knows the plans he has for your child. When you seek him, when you are wise and discerning and being careful about who you allow to influence and shape you and your parenting or your marriage, what can have significant, or I would even say a profound impact. So my exhortation to you is to continually seek the Lord for direction for how he wants you to parent those children. To communicate the possibilities of your children often. To let them know that you're there and that you're going to stay there long after they're gone. The rewards are amazing. And when you sit down with your adult children one day and they have a conversation that just builds your soul, just fills your soul, you just sit there and you say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness. And thank you for the opportunity that I had clean that bowl of cereal that spilt all over the floor again, that I could teach them patience, long suffering, something more powerful. Think about that. Consider that. And I invite you to be very careful in who you listen to and who you follow. That wraps up this episode of Quip to Be. I hope it was a blessing to you. And I do look forward to having more conversations because the longer I live, <laughs> the more I keep learning. 
and the more I want to equip you for the calling that you have before you because it's an amazing opportunity an incredible ride and you have the opportunity to choose how you're going to live it well that wraps up this episode of equipped to be if you enjoyed this show please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show and thank you again for joining me remember that we are equipped for every season of life 